0: Come into this place together, and we know, Lord, that you're here with us. Lord, we feel, sense the weight of your wonderful presence. We thank you that we're not intimidated by that. Lord, we don't feel ashamed that you're in this place with us tonight. Lord, we feel free, we feel loved. We feel accepted. We feel blessed. Lord, thank you so much. We can look into your eyes and not feel in any way embarrassed or ashamed or guilty. Lord, we thank you that inside us your word is alive, which said, who can bring a charge against us now? We're your elect, we're your beloved, we are your chosen ones, we are your children, sons and daughters of the King, and Lord, we thank you that there's a wonderful, beautiful friendship that we have with you, where we can just relax, where we can just feel accepted, but also Lord, oh, there's a wonderful side of mystery to you that we will never know, that that eternity will unfold, ever unfold. And Lord, we thank you that it is only your name that will be lifted high in eternity. That every eye, every thought, all of our desires will be centered on you, Jesus, and none other. All the angels worship you. The Father has exalted you. All the universe is held together by the word of your power. It's all about you, Jesus. And Lord, we're even told to set our affections on things above where you are seated. Not on things of this world. Because Lord we're foreigners, strangers, even aliens here now. Because Lord we've been born again. Wonderfully inside. So Lord we thank you tonight. We just simply come here tonight. Lord just to look at you Jesus. We want to look at you. We want to fix our eyes on Jesus. The author and the finisher. Of our faith. Oh, Holy Spirit. Yeah, we really do. Fix our eyes, Jesus. Set our gaze on you, Holy Ghost. Help us to adjust our eyes. And capture again all of our desires. So our very being, every moment of the day, hungers and thirsts like the deer pants for water. Lord God, our hearts cry for you. And Lord, we thank you. The depths and the cries of that hunger will surely be satisfied by you. Because we thank you. There is a river that makes glad the city of God. It never runs dry. Lord, we thank you. We can drink of your river any moment of the day. We thank you. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That, Lord, as the captives returned from Babylon and you filled their mouth with laughter, we thank you, Lord, for every sorrow we face. Lord, double will be our joy. Lord God, because you are our Lord. You are our strength. You are our tower. And Lord, we just, we magnify you today, Lord. We magnify you this night. We love being together because, Lord, it's not about one person. It's not about an individual standing up and drawing attention. It's about us all together as your body. Again, refocusing on you, Jesus, and declaring that you're king, you're Lord, you're master. Yeah, name above all names. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for this wonderful privilege just to be together. In Jesus' name, amen. Woohoo! Come on, let's give Jesus some praise in this place. We love you, Lord. Well, turn around maybe and uh, say hello to somebody. Just welcome them. I know we've already chatted tonight downstairs. Fantastic. Wonderful. Brilliant. And as you sit down, Faye is going to come and just share some great news with you. So um, here she goes. I'm going to let her loose.
1: Hello. Has everybody got a seat that needs a seat? Yes, if you don't, there's like a few down here, so you're welcome to come to the front. James is going to sit on the table there, which is absolutely fine next to his wife. But it's great to see you guys this evening. Do you know what? I am excited. Who's excited? Who thinks Jesus is going to pour out something pretty special in this city and in our nation? I tell you. Do you know what? Just the thing that is just going over and over in my spirit is it's not by might. It's not by strength, but it's by his spirit, says the Lord. Do you know what? If you put us all together in this room like we are, you know, maybe compared to the city slickers in London We don't account to much. Maybe if you look at each one of us here this evening and you look at our kind of resume of what we've got to bring Jesus... You know, we haven't got a lot. Do you know what I mean? But you think, do you know what? Jesus ain't looking for a lot. I tell you what, his disciples were raw. And do you know what? Jesus is going to use the rawness of us people in the center of Newport to do amazing things. And I just want to encourage you that Jesus bypasses human understanding. And we have seen him do that this week alone. Um, we had a phone call from one of the people from GM that supplies Jesus. Case with a lot of us serial um, date. Um, well, it doesn't supply us with serial. They do now, but. I'll tell you. So basically his church, our supplier for Jesus Cares, has been working in, um, with Kellogg's. And Kellogg's have said that they want to use his church as a main supplier to help them distribute uh, 32 million portions of cereals across Britain. If any of you buy Kellogg's cereal, you'll notice that their campaign is on the back of the cereal. So literally about... Oh, I would say it was two weeks ago. We had a phone call from Richard and the coordinator there, saying, "Faye, we are so excited. We can literally give you as much cereal as you want." And I'm like, "Yeah, but how much is that, Richard?" And he's like, "Well, it's as much as you want." And I'm, "Yeah, but how much is that?" And he's like, "Well, if you want an Arctic Glory cereal every week, I'll give you an Arctic Glory." And I was like, "Ooh, that's a lot." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Now remember, it's only six years ago. We were in a tiny bedroom. With a little table, with our little lines of um, little tins, lines of tins, doing ten hampers a month. That was only five years ago. So we were like, and you know, the amazing thing is, what I love is that Jesus prepares us for His abundance. I had a meeting; a guy spoke to me at the beginning of September from the council, and he says, "Faye, I want to chat with you." And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. What is it?" And he said, "There's a new initiative that's coming out through the government called the um, the volunteer." worker program and basically if somebody's been receiving benefits for maybe two years and they're not back in work they really want to help upskill these people to give them the best opportunity to get jobs and he said we'd really love they have to do 30 hours a week and we would love to send them to you and I was like Oh, wow, that's lovely. Why yes? Do you know what I mean? Why yes? Like, with with church in Newport. Why do you want to send them to us? And I said, where else could they go? And he said, well, they can be clean in community centers. And I said, so why have you picked Jesus Cares? And he said, because... It's like adopting them into a family when they come into Jesus Cares. And he said, we see how it's not just about cleaning a building, but we see the difference it makes in people. As our people from our communities come in and start working. We see how their self-esteem improves and everything. And we were like, okay, then. So, like, they said, oh, can we send some people across? And I'm like, yeah. So they first sent four people, which is like 120 hours a week, on top of our very dedicated debt volunteers already then the next week they said can we send another two and I was like oh Jesus please let there be enough work for everybody I was like yes we'll have another two then they said can we have another two I was like oh Jesus yes we'll have another two and at the moment I'm like oh Lord I just pray that we got enough work for them because that's a lot of hours and we're quite an effective team and then we get the phone call from his church saying 32 million cereals can you do it I'm like Oh yeah, we can do it. Jesus has been preparing the council. So I want to encourage you. We were so excited. So on Friday, we arranged to have our first delivery of 52 pallets of Kellogg's cereal. We've never had a double-stacked articulated lorry come in like that before. It arrived yesterday at 6 or something in the morning. 52 pallets, which was really, really well looked after by Alex and the team. I spoke with Marcia this morning. She said, oh, okay, just to let you know, it's all gone. I was like... What's all gone? She said, all the cereal. I said, Well we only had it in yesterday and we've got to label it all. She said, They've done it all. And I like, What do you mean? What? I said, Didn't we get the fifty two pallets in? And she said, no, we got the 52 pallets in. I'm like, but we have two vans and we just had an articulated lorry. She said, it's all gone. I'm like, no way. And she said, it's only gone into Newport. She said, we didn't even manage to get it anywhere else. Basically, we really had on our hearts. We wanted to hit the schools this week because we know it's half term coming up. We know parents' budgets are struggling. So we thought, let's hit the schools, give every child a box of cereal to help budgets. I tell you what, I was almost laughing when... Richard said and articulated Laurie a week and I'm like we can do it in 24 hours now. (laughs) So it's so exciting. I tell you, I'm just like, I've, you know, I've written a letter to an assembly minister just to see if we can start coordinating maybe a larger approach with the Welsh government and how we can get things through. But I'm like, Lord, if you left it in our hands, like in my hands, I'm like, man, I would have messed that up completely. But he just bypasses things and sorts stuff out and gets people capable. So I want to encourage you, anything is possible with Jesus. It really is. we're on the brink of something really exciting. And because we're on the brink of exciting things, we're really believing Jesus is going to do amazing things with people of Newport and draw them to this place. And myself, Haley, and Kay Davis are going to be wandering at the end of the service. Well, it's not a service, but you know what I mean. Around, around at the end, if you are not already working in a department and you think, oh, do you know what? I'd really like to do something. We have got so many teams in this church which you can get involved in. Not only um, outreach, we've got amazing outreach programs, but also things to really care and serve for our own people. You're looking at things like Kids Church, crash, our youth work. We've got Welcome, the Welcome Team Gypsy Church, Papa's Kitchen. Then there's the Connect Groups Cleaning. There's so many things. If you think, do you know what? I want to get involved, I want to be part, I want to be a labourer in this, then please come and see myself, Kay, or Haley. We'll collect some details and then we'll contact you just to let you know how you can help in this next season. And that's all I've got to say. So it's great to see you. I tell you what, it may be cold outside, but it's quite warm up in here. I don't know whether you think that.
0: I could go stereo. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. fantastic. Well, I was asking uh, just the Holy Spirit what to bring to you tonight, just to encourage us, really. And um, I do believe that um, He's spoken to me just to encourage us in this um, in this season. But before we get into the word, um, we have got amazing connect groups in this in this church, and you know it 's always been an integral part of what we do, and you know the community side, the community aspect of our church is very important and you know in this next season, I really do believe, and I know faders as well we 've chatted about it that the connect groups are going to be an integral part of what we do because you know we are going to see people come into into our family that are maybe from broken lives in many different ways, and um, they 're going to need to be brought in close and cared for and who better than to care for care for them than us? I tell you something now: Jesus has saved us hes shed abroad his love in our hearts, and i 'm um, telling you now we're going we 're going to see that so Um, Chris and Noreen have been leading our connect groups for got to be the last five or six years maybe leading the leaders and um, they've in this season handed over that responsibility so we are going to appoint Dave Coltard and Sarah Coltard over that and I'm telling you now they are so excited they really are. They are really excited in this new season. And I tell you now, I'm really excited for them. So Dave, can you stand up and Sarah? Come on, let's give them a round of applause. We're going to pray for them. Right, let's just stretch our hands out to them. If you're near them, you can lay hands on them. Father, I thank you for Dave and Sarah. Lord, I thank you that you, your anointing, your wisdom, Lord, will be rich inside them. Lord, I thank you that you, will give them everything that they need to do this job. Lord, I thank you that you said in your word, there is an anointing that abides within you, whereby you have no need that any man teach you concerning anything, for the anointing will teach you concerning all things. And Holy Spirit, I thank you that they will know you as wonderful counselor, prince of peace, bright morning star, and mighty God they will see before their very eyes, Lord, just a wonderful harvest. And Lord, they will, they, from, from your mouth, Lord, they will have wisdom to care for that harvest so that your church will be built and the gates of hell will not prevail against it in this city. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So uh, go and say hello to Dave and Sarah after... I've mentioned to all the Connect Group leaders about that, um, but if you don't know Dave and Sarah, go and say hello to them. We're in for great times ahead. Okay, Um, I'm going to read to you tonight from Luke chapter 5. Is it too loud? Does it sound too loud or is it okay? It's just me. Luke chapter 5, and we're just going to read 11 verses. You'll probably um, be aware. Of this little encounter that uh, Peter had with Jesus. Verse 1 says this. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. That he stood by the lake Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats which was Simon's. And he asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night or worked hard all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. And their net was breaking, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus', at Jesus knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished. At the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John and the sons of Zebedee, who were also partners with Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boat to land, they forsook all and followed him. Amazing passage of Scripture, an amazing encounter. With Jesus that those disciples, those men had. I'm telling you now, that encounter with Jesus astonished those men. And I believe that we are living in times where Jesus is going to astonish us. He really is. I think the awe and the astonishment and the, the, the sheer bliss of church experience in Wales has, has gone. And uh, very often it's because uh, tradition has ruled and form has ruled. But I believe that Jesus is going to come into the midst as we give him room, as we step aside and, and uh, just just come before him, humbly come before him as his servants. There's going to be an astonishment about everything that we're involved in, about everything that we're going to do. You know, we've seen this in Jesus Cares, as Faye has said. You know, for us... Um, you know, we I could I could talk about lots of things, and, and we have done. But you know, over the years, but um, for us, the last I don't know seven, eight years, we've been astonished by what Jesus has done for us. We've been astonished by the prayers that we've prayed privately, and and um, you know, we we've been so. Uh, precise about the things that we've wanted to happen and to the letter, to the detail, to the to the day, to the time, you know, Jesus has come and done exactly what we've asked him to do. There's been an astonishment about it all and, you know, this encounter with Jesus astonished these men. But there's a few things that I want to pull up. I'll pull out of, this, uh, out of this reading tonight that we've read. And I think they're applicable to all of us here. Um, certainly applicable to me. Um, but, you know, just have a think about these things as we've, as we've read this. And maybe go home, think further on them as you read them when you go home. Firstly, what I see from what we've read was that, you know, Peter went through a night of struggle. He went through a night of struggle. And when you look at the Bible and you look at God's interactions with men and women, you know, throughout, throughout time and through, throughout history, you see that there's always a struggle. There's always a struggle that God has to come into, that God has to be involved in. And very often, you know, sometimes we go through times of struggle, like a night season. For instance, Jacob, in the Old Testament, he struggled for years. He strived and struggled. He tried to nick his brother. Well, he did nick his brother's birthright. He ripped people off. He was was living a life of strife. And he struggled. And it got to the point where one night, it was a night where God turned up. And he was wrestling and struggling with God. And God came into that struggle. And he came to Jacob and he said to Jacob... He said, what is your name? You know, Pastor Ray's ministered on this. I remember him ministering on this. And when, when he spoke it, it went into my spirit. And I just wept like a baby. Because I, it's so beautiful when, when you read it. He said, what's your name? God knew his name. But but God needed Jacob to hear him speak his own name back to God. And he said, my name is Jacob, that's what, it was a simple, you know, ex- exchange between God and Jacob, he said, my name is Jacob, what was he saying before God, he was saying, Jacob, the name Jacob represents this, I'm a deceiver, I'm a cheat, I'm, I'm the one that ripped my brother off, God just wanted to hear that, he wanted to get Jacob and corner Jacob, for Jacob to be honest before him and just to say it all and let it all out and at the end of it all Jacob after he just said that to God I'm the one that rips everybody off that's my name God turned up and he gave him a new name and he said from this moment on just from that simple confession this is me I'm Jacob from that simple confession in the night in the struggle God said You'll no longer be called Jacob. Now you're going to be called Israel. Israel. And that means simply prince with God. How about being a prince with God? How about getting a name change from deceiver, supplanter, cheat, rip-off merchant, Arthur Daily of the Old Testament to prince with God? It happened in the night. It happened in in. In the moment of strife and struggle, God comes into it like like he did here. Peter had just gone through a night season. They toiled all night. And as we've read, he just confessed to Jesus, I've been out fishing all night, Jesus, and we've caught nothing. We've let our nets down. We know these waters. There's no fish. We've struggled, Jesus, in the dark. We have struggled. And we've caught nothing. You see, struggling and striving doesn't produce anything. It cannot produce anything for God. God always wants us to be at a place of rest, at a place of peace. Whenever we go around the church struggling and striving, I'll do this, I'll do that, I'm going to be the greatest, I'm going to achieve this, very often what happens is you just end up in more you know discord inside you you get chewed up but god wants god wants there to be an end of struggle so that you can enter into his rest so that you can that you can be free from any strife so that you can come into all of the newness of life that he has for you and me so like jacob peter has his night time of struggle where he caught nothing now you know I love Jesus because when he starts out, he's in the synagogues, in and out of the synagogues. But, you know, Jesus is completely irreligious, as we all know. And he jumps in this boat and he starts preaching from a boat. I mean, there's nobody else in, in the, the record of the Bible that's preaching from a boat. But Jesus has got no problem. He doesn't care if he's going to offend people. He doesn't care if if he's breaking the traditions of men. He's massively breaking them. Massively breaking the box. Because if you were going to stand up and start speaking the scriptures to people. And if you're going to start declaring things about God in heaven. You had to be in the right environment of that time. It's majorly radical what Jesus is doing. And there's a message here. Let's not get religious because God is going to blow our minds. He really is. And you're going to do things and you're going to change things. And, and in, this, in this new season, God is going to give you dreams in your heart. God is going to ask you to do things that may seem completely unconventional. But Jesus was all for the unconventional. The, the, the religious leaders of the time of the day, they hated the the unconventional, spontaneous nature that Jesus had, but it was amazing to the multitudes. They loved it because he was out ministering to those, helping those. So he's in the boat preaching away. That's his that's his platform. He's 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 not he's not restricted by man. He's not restricted by anybody. He's not going to fit into their religious box. He's come to break it and smash it. In fact, he said one day to Peter. You know, when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, everybody goes, wow, what an amazing revelation that Peter had. Well, that was a good revelation, but when Jesus said, I will build my church, that was an even more radical statement. Because those disciples would have been thinking, my God, this church is all around us. These churches represent an Old Testament, an old covenant God. That that we thought you were going to come into Jesus and serve, and then Jesus turns around and says, "That's going to be demolished in in seventy years. That's coming down. I'm building a new church, and that's a radical thing. Jesus was completely radical. He didn't fit into any box or into any routine. Completely radical. So let's let's just be open. Now we don't make silly changes just to make changes." But let's allow the Holy Spirit. Let's just be open to the Holy Spirit because he knows what this city needs. He knows what the people need. He knows what our communities need. So he's, he's away on the boat. Peter's had his night of struggle. And Jesus, because Peter had served him. and Do you know, this is an amazing thing. Just think about this now, right? Think about what we've read. Peter has been fishing all night, right? Now, in my simple mind, I would think that Peter would want to go home and have a sleep. He's just done a night shift. But Jesus presses a button. Jesus presses a button. First of all, he wants his boat. And then secondly, he wants Peter to go a little bit deeper. And, um, you know, he's, Peter has done a night shift for Jesus, and then Jesus wants to, wants to further that, and, you know, he wants, he wants to go fishing. Now, he'd gone through his night of struggle, but now I want you to consider something else. There was a new morning of surrender. Night of struggle, morning of surrender, right? Jesus was bringing Peter to a point of surrender, and if we're ever going to see God's abundance. If we're ever going to see, you know, God's blessing in our personal lives and corporately in our lives, there has to be a moving from that place of struggle into a place of complete surrender. And God, don't, don't worry, you know, don't go home and think, I've got to surrender, I've got to surrender, I've got to surrender. No, he'll slowly bring you there. He'll hold your hand and he'll walk with you to the place of surrender like he did with Abraham. It was. It was. How many years was it? I. Don't, I think it was like seventy-eight. No, it may be. No, it's. It was. It was um, it, Abraham was over near in a hundred, when when God brought him to that place of surrender, where he sac- where where he was to take Isaac and sacrifice him. But what was God doing all the way down through his life? He was slowly leading him to that place of surrender. So don't try and surrender yourself, right? Just say, Lord. I'm I'm willing for you to make me willing. I'm willing to surrender at any point. Just lead me. This was a crucial morning for Peter. It was a setup. Jesus knew that he was going to struggle all night. Jesus knew he was going to jump in his boat and bring him to that place of surrender. And he said, Peter, grab your nets, boy. Grab your nets. I've said this before. Jesus said nets, N-E-T-S. Grab the nets. Grab the nets. You're going to need as many nets as you can get your hands on, Peter. And Peter in his little mind is wondering... Lord, you know, we've toiled all night. We've struggled. It's been a struggle, Lord. It's a struggle to get people to church, Jesus. It's a struggle, Lord, to evangelize. I hate evangelizing. I know the feeling. We get rejected. It's a struggle to serve. It's a struggle. But Peter says, he said, Lord, we've done all this all night. We've caught nothing. He reiterates a past experience. You know, Jesus loves to visit past failures. Jesus doesn't even dialogue with him. Doesn't even dialogue with him about the past. Do you know what? Jesus isn't interested. And when I say interested, I don't mean, you know, like dismissive. But he, he's so focused on our future. He's so focused on, on where we are today that he's, he's not counting our past and he doesn't even go there with peter he says let down the net on the other let down the nets on the other side it says peter let down his net singular he let down his net he you know maybe he just didn't think that he was going to get anything and then suddenly the weight of fish the weight of abundance came into that net and the net it said started to break And he he, he signaled to his friends, he signaled to other boats, and they started to haul this huge haul of fish into their boats. And the boats began to sink, right? Now that is supernatural. That is astonishing. It's astonishing. You see, when man builds the church, it's religious, when God builds the church, it's astonishing. You see, when, when men go out fishing, they catch nothing. But when Jesus is in the boat and he's brought you to the morning of surrender and you say, I don't feel like doing this, Jesus. I, don't even, I can't even compute how your reasoning and, and how your logic is working in your mind because I know there's nothing below this boat. Because that's what my mind is saying, but nevertheless, at your word, at your word, I'll let down my nets i'll i'll'll I'll let them drop into empty waters, Jesus, because there's just nothing down there you see when when we do what we do, we strive and we struggle and and there's there's there's, there's no power, there's no life there's no there's no outcome, there's no fruit. But when, Je- when, when Jesus simply speaks to us in that still small voice, when his anointing inside us is so alive that it directs us and mo- moves us to a given end, there will be great fruit. There will be great fruit. And the boat started to sink. And the nets started to break. And, the, and, and Peter was astonished. Peter was awestruck. And you know, I really believe that there, does, that there has to be a reverence, a reverence for God. When, you know, like very often, um, I better check the time. Very often, when me and Faye are invited to talk about Jesus cares to people. We 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 can't we, we can't talk about it. We we can't tell people about it because we just break down. Literally. It it it's it it has that kind of effect on us. Because um, and we're trying our best, you know, to try and be like, you know, when you go and see people in the council. It's not nice, you know, we're trying to talk and tell you and this is and then suddenly you just break down crying in front of them they think you're like got this big problem like (laughs) right and we 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 went to we went to Norway we were invited to go to Norway to to um a church over there and um it's a fantastic church pastor Augie's church and his son is leading it now and he's going to be coming over here next year February so he, he is fantastic Thomas and we were just preparing to go over there. And, um, you know, <laughs> there you go. We started to get this list together. Well, because they said, oh, will you tell, will you tell us about Jesus' care? So we started to get, well, it, this is how it started. And then Faye said to me, well, do you remember that? And that happened and this happened and da 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 And then by the end of it, we were, we were emotionally, like, <laughs> broken on the sofa right? And then we were laughing because we were saying, we said, my God, this is going to be really messy. Like, what are they going to, what are they going to think? What are they going to think when we turn up there in the church? And like we start, and like, because we can't hold it together. We cannot hold it together. Sometimes we can, but generally we can't. We can't hold it together because it's astonishing for us personally. You know, for us personally, it's astonishing. And I believe, right, I just believe, I'm telling you now, every single one of us here, we, there's, there's going to be that astonishment about our walk with Christ. There really is. There really is. Because I'm telling you now, right, there is no reason why, that we can't, we can't think of any reason why God's allowed us to do what we're doing. Absolutely none. You know, and, and we're all doing it together. But there is an astonishment, there's an awe, and when when he comes like that and you just it's it's overtaking. You're on your knees and you're crying and you know, I mentioned on Sunday about Deuteronomy twenty eight where it says, Blessed shall you be in the city, blessed shall you be in the house, bless bless, 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 blessed. You're blessed all the time right? And to be blessed is to have God's supernatural power working for you in every aspect, in every avenue of your life. To be cursed is to have God's supernatural power working against you or an enemy working against you, having access to you. But the great thing is Jesus became the curse. So we can only ever arrive at blessing. At we Our whole life experience is blessing we go through tough times we go through okay we're not we're not saying that but I tell you now we are blessed of the Lord and when that supernatural power came into that boat Peter didn't just see a carpenter and he didn't just see a man that could string a few sentences together and get a nice applause oh well done Well done, Jesus. You're a nice talker. He saw a power that was available. And we are going to see that power, not because of any flashy person, but that power is just going to sweep in. It's going to sweep in across God's people. He went through his struggle. He came to a place of surrender. But then it was a new day of service. A new day of service. You go through your struggle. You have your personal struggle. They're They're designed by God. To bring you to a place of surrender. But then when you go through that place of surrender. Peter said I'm a man. Of, I, I'm a sinful man. Depart from me. Lord. You see. There's a mixture here. In Peter's confession from his heart. There's a tension of saying. My humanness can't handle you. My humanness says that you're too holy. My humanness says I can't be near you. Depart from me. But my spirit calls you Lord. Lord. My spirit surrenders to you as Lord. My spirit says everything about my life from this day forward is given over to you. Jesus didn't hear the depart from me, I'm a sinful man. Jesus heard the cry of his human spirit saying, Lord. And Jesus caught a hold of that, that, that phrase, Lord. And he said, from now on, you little tinker, to coin a phrase from our pastor. You little tinker, you're not going to be catching fish anymore. You're going to be catching men. You're going to be catching men now. I'm going to empower you. You see, the same word that said, lower your net. And his reason raged against it and said, how can that be? The same word said, from now on, you're going to catch men. And Peter had always been devoted to violence and, and, and uprising and, and aggression against men. And his reason may have said, but how, how, can I, how can I catch men? But you see, it's all in what? It's all in his word. If he says you're going to catch men, you're going to catch men. You're going to catch men. And Peter caught plenty of them. He caught plenty of them. Did Peter know that in his future, as a result of that word on that boat that day, that he would be one day witnessing whole citywide crusades where people would come under the power of God's grace through the preaching of the gospel? Did Peter know that he he would be in prison, you know, incarcerated and bound, but suddenly freed by angels and led out? I mean, there was a whole future ahead of Peter as a result of that word on a boat with him and Jesus alone. There was a whole future. That, that word, you were going to be a fisher of men, sent Peter all around the world. Just that one word. Jesus can speak a word to you in your bedroom. And its I tell you now, it doesn't matter what comes against you, what stands against you. It doesn't matter even if your own reason rages against it. It will be as he declares it really will so it was a new day of service and for us tonight you know we're we're here and we may have been in that place of struggle oh Lord you know I I, I don't know what to do I don't know you know I don't know what's happening in my life and you pull this way and pull that way and that's a that's a that's a valid place it's okay God knows God's going to bring you through he's not going to He's not going to let you go. That's okay. Every person in the Bible has been at that place of struggle. Recognize it and say, Lord, lead me through it. Into that, into that new place of surrender. And it's, you see, it's the goodness of God that causes us to change our mind. And, you know, Peter may have had a very narrow mind about Jesus. But I tell you, his goodness and his abundance caused massive Mind change in this man's life. And the whole the whole life was changed as he saw Jesus. Maybe struggling tonight. We may be at a place of surrender. We may be at a new place tonight of service. A new place of service. You heard Faye say about you know being involved in in departments. You fantastic. There's no place like now to serve. His purpose in the church. So excited. You know, we've um, Katie and Ditcher here tonight. They had 75 young people there on Sunday night. Sunday night. 75. I tell you, I I said to Katie on Sunday morning, I said to them, do you know, you're never going to have enough people. You're never going to have a big enough team to handle what's coming. Telling you, telling you now, mark my words. Well, it's not my words; nothing to do with me. But I tell you now: they, they, that place. I, I reckon possibly, right? Pray for it. That, that youth provision in the night is going to be bigger than the morning. Wouldn't that be great? It's bigger than it's bigger than the morning church, right? And um, I've asked Tony if I can share this. You know, um, you see, you have to go through the night of struggle. You have to come come to the point of surrender. And then from that point of surrender, you come into a place of new service. And service isn't about work. It's about being highly favoured by God. Being highly privileged to work for God. To be commissioned by him to do a given task. And uh, Tony was on, it was down Temby, Tony, wasn't it? Temby, boy. Fantastic. He was down Temby a few months ago. And uh, on the beach crying out to God you see he, don't need no, he doesn't need an altar and a preacher he just needs a broken heart he just needs a heart that cries so hard with everything in it and Tom's crying to God on the beach God use me use me speak to me speak to me God I need, your, I need to hear your voice and um, he came to church the next, um, yeah, two days later, and I was, I was preaching, and I remember it, just preaching away, da, 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 da. and my eye just caught Tony, just literally, it was just in, the, in the, the corner of my eye, and suddenly, I started to prophesy to him about winning the lost, I can't remember the full bit of it, Tony, winning the lost, and God using him mightily, right? And, and he got we know right when he told me that he's got a green light now yeah. he's got a green light yeah. he, uh, we were going to meet for coffee last night and we couldn't because our car broke down down pill he went he's preaching to the Muslims preaching <laughs> who else do <laughs> hey somebody else right he's pre- he cannot stop it right it's not Tony it's not Tony it's the fire of God inside him and um you know, he's, he's going to be taking the van, Jesus Cares van into the communities. We're going to be giving hampers out and he's going to be telling them about Jesus and Joe, Joe Salmon as well. I tell you now, I, I, I tell you now, those guys, because they've got the love of God. You know, they've got the love of God and anybody else that wants to get involved, go and see Tony. <laughs> Do you know, I tell you what, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. And uh, Carl, right? Carl O'Day. With with the gypsies, right? Carl goes. How many years ago, Carl? Four years. Four years ago. The, you see the still small voice, right? Carl, go to the gypsies. Carl, go to the gypsies. And and his reason, God. Like any of our, I mean, if just imagine if God told you to go to the gypsies, I mean, that's a big thing. It's a it's a it's a tight community. Go to the gypsies. And he pulled up outside a camp, and he's crying his eyes out, man. Because, the, you see, the, the living word of God, the Holy Spirit will do that inside you. He will, he will, he, he will put you on course. Go to the gypsy's car. And he went. And he's gone through the vans. And he's preached. And he's taught them faithfully as a shepherd. As a shepherd. And um, he's gone through there. We have meetings here People have been saved. We went down to Bilth Wells. Num- numerous people went down there. He's in the thing. The fires are going. The dogs are in there. I was preaching. The dogs were coming. It's fantastic. Absolutely brilliant. But you know what? I, and, and again, you see, there's, there's an awe about all of this. And uh, me and Faye were talking one night. And I said, Do you know what? Man, I can't. Carl is a shepherd, man he's a shepherd, he's a pastor, he's a shepherd, Shepherd shepherding people and we're talking like this and then the next day we are in McDonald's in, um, yeah, don't matter where, it was in McDonald's and we're just talking and he opens, he opens the Bible, he said, do you know what Dave, God has given me a word. I said, what word is that Carl? He said, he said, he's called me, and there was numerous, there was a few chapters, some from Isaiah, some from the New Testament. He's called me a shepherd. I said, oh, Carl. I said, that's funny, isn't it? What a coincidence, Carl. I said, he told me, and I rung Fay right there and then. I said, tell, tell Carl what the Holy Ghost said to us last night. I'm telling you now, right, I'm, the, the only reason why I'm saying these things is because the Lord is setting us up. He's setting us up, right? He's setting us up. He's going to break our nets. He's going to break our nets. And the same anointing and glory that's on Jesus cares is going to go through it all. Not because it's Jesus cares. It's just because it's his power, his glory, his whatever. But let's let's be open. Let's be open to that as we serve him. You know, it's a great job. I was just thinking, are we going to sing just before we go or not? No? Just what, should we do one more? Yeah. Que yeah. Sara. Whatever will be. It's a good old drinker's song, that is. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> no. And the hand's lifted high. Come on. Que Sarah. Whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. <laughs> Go on, Pete. Arras, arras. Peter, come on, Pete. Peter, come up and sing with me. And again. Case Never will be, will be. The future's ours to see. Case <laughs> Take it up a key, Pete. The future's not ours to see. Case Hallelujah. Just one final thing, right? As we, do you know what? When, when I was singing, uh, when, when we were singing tonight, I looked up at the rafters. And I thought, do you know what? Do you know what I was thinking? Oh, no, hanging off of, No, no, no. Do you know what I was thinking? I was thinking, oh, I remember, I remember the person that painted those rafters. And then I looked at the ceiling. I thought, oh, I remember the person that painted that ceiling. Actually, I remember the person that painted this whole room. Do you know who it was? Our pastor, yeah. Pastor Ray. He painted this, his service, his service to us has allowed us to sit in this room tonight. Has allowed us, right? I just started to think, somebody else's service has given us this pleasure tonight to be here. And I tell you now, you know, Pastor Ray was in South Africa. (laughs) South Africa last week. 50,000 people, 50,000 people he preached to, 700 first-time decisions. And I tell you what, my God, he's serving Jesus full on, full on. So, yeah, come on, let's give Jesus thanks for the father of this house tonight. We're going to pray. Father, we thank you tonight. We thank you for Pastor Ray, Lord. We thank you. That Lord, Lord, as he's as he's been sent from this church, Lord, from, from us, Lord, we thank you for him. We do not take him for granted, Lord, for his ministry and the years that he has worked to bring this house to this place. We thank you, Lord, that now, Lord, Lord, as as he's, as he's uh, sent, Lord, to different parts of the world, Lord, we can we can step up and and serve together in this house. Lord, thank you that, that Lord, as, as he comes back and ministers to us, Lord, we will rejoice. We don't know when that's going to be. It may be uh, December. It may be into next year. We don't know. But, Lord, I pray, Lord, as he goes forth, great will be the harvest. And, Lord, when he comes back and ministers to us, great will be the rejoicing in this house. We thank you for the service that he has given Lord, and I thank you for each person here tonight. Their heart and their their love to serve you, the the countless hours, the 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 times at home where they where they've taken church work home. Lord, the 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 the, the things that nobody else has seen, the unnoticed work. Oh God, thank you. It's not unnoticed by you. And sometimes, Lord, Lord, I, I just Even when we've got our own problems of life to cope with, people have been so faithful and they've put their own needs aside to build your church. Lord, I just pray your blessing on every person here. You would direct your supernatural power of blessing into every single aspect of their lives, into their minds, into their souls. Lord, into into the work of their hand. into their employment. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name that there would be supernatural blessing on everything that we do. And we thank you now for the love of God, your amazing grace, Jesus, and the fellowship of your Holy Spirit as we leave this place. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.